following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this October 3rd, 2021. Yes, it is the first Sunday of October, and it is week four game day morning. The unofficial preseason, in my eyes, comes to an end today. Obviously, the regular preseason is kind of dog shit with those crapo games. It's now three weeks instead of four. But regardless, the beginning of the NFL season is always kind of the unofficial preseason. You get all the injuries out of the way. You get to see which teams are actually good because the players actually play. Imagine that. I mean, (laughs) players actually playing. Uh, That's what the first four weeks of the season is in my regard. And it comes to an end today with the week four slate. This week we have our usual nine games at one, four games at four, the Sunday night and Monday night games. And this week we're looking at five road favorites. And once again, like last week, one game in double digits in terms of the spread. That's obviously the Bills and the Texans. If you have not been following, that game is a monster spread at 16 and a half is what it was early in the week. And it currently is at 17 and a half. So we will get to all of those games here and we will kick it off with a little recap of Thursday. Nothing that big just to inform you that yes, the Bengals won, but no, they did not cover. The Bengals were favored by seven and a half. They ended up being down at halftime and the Jaguars once again, like last week, lost the halftime lead and lost the game. And if you, if you remember the show from Wednesday, that when we go through all the halftime leads, 14-2 and two in regard to teams that led at halftime that won at the end. And the Jaguars were one of the teams who had that halftime lead and then lost it. And once again, happened on Thursday. I mean, it is just pure disaster down in Jacksonville. And if you watch guy and funny thing is that Vegas knew knew that the Bengals were a super live play because I went to go bet money line on the Bengals down two scores 14 nothing in halftime and you couldn't even get 3 to 1 in your money. So it was you know They just knew that the Jacksonville team is not really fucking good and completely capable of giving up that lead, which they did. So the troubles for Jacksonville continue. Joe Burrow, if you read uh, the stories on the Internet, did some monster check down late in the game um, where he checked out of the play, ended up being the right call, and ended up netting um, them the big gain for the field goal attempt and so Joe Burrow continues to become you know Joey nuts in this league I mean the, the kid's good he's really good and you saw it at LSU in that 
championship game, and then you saw it last year and up until he blew his knee out. But uh, as the knee recovers, his game has come back faster than the knee, and he is looking good. These are my my eyes, you know. I mean, it was the offense is a little shaky, but Joe Burrow himself is a man amongst boys. Cliche monster coming at you, raw. Anyway, all right. So let's get to the games this week. First game up is the New York Giants visiting the New Orleans Saints. And this game is going to be the home opener for the Saints as they were forced to play on the road in Jacksonville in week one due to the hurricane. And so they return home to the Superdome, which is now no longer the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, right? Because Mercedes-Benz doesn't want to sponsor two stadiums. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So now it is the Caesars Superdome. Because everything right now is about cash and gambling. Wow, that that drop was loud, so I turned that down. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, uh, everything's about fucking gambling, as is this podcast. So here we go with the Saints favored by seven. Currently, the tickets are a slight lean on the Saints at 56. The money has come in on the Saints at 55. Earlier in the week, it was only 33, and now it has shot up to 55. The over-under in this one is 42. As for injuries, the Giants are shot. They are going to be out both of their wide receivers, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. They are also going to be out a starting lineman, Bed Brendanson. He is out with a hand injury. They also have questionables, and questionables that play. So you've got tight end Caden Smith, linebacker Tate Crowder, and defensive back Nate Ebner. They're all questionable with injuries. As for the Saints, the Saints have injuries of their own for sure. They have Eric McCoy, the center, who has been battling that calf injury. He will be out again this week. And then they will also be out Taron Armstead, who is going to be out with an elbow. So, James Winston will be out his center and a tackle for this game versus the Giants. Not sure it matters. Obviously, the spread is quite big. There has been some slight rumbling of the Giants being able to stay in this one. I'm not sure. I can't really see it. Uh, My brother ended up taking the Giants in this one. He was part of that minority opinion. But for me, seven points is a lot of points. And obviously, it's come down from seven and a half. So there is a half point shift toward the Giants. So some money must be coming in on them. But to me, it's just the fact that the Giants' defense is not good. And while their offense used to be, through three weeks, the stronger part of the ball, which is a complete switch from last year, right? <laughs> last year, the, the offense sucked and the defense was good, and now the defense stinks and the offense is okay. But, you know, you lose both wide receivers and yet another lineman, and I don't know. I, it, it's going to be tough for me to imagine them staying in this game. But then again, it's Jameis Winston, and he could fuck things up very quickly. So we will have to see their Saints by seven in that one. I'm on the Saints. My brother's on the Giants. Next up, we're going to head down to Philadelphia. Well, it's going to be up for, to Philadelphia from New Orleans, where the Eagles will be hosting the Chiefs. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. Currently, tickets all over the Chiefs at 79%. The money is basically even. Sharps coming in on the Eagles. Over under is 54 and a half. As for the injury report, the Chiefs are going to be out their cornerback, Rashad Fenton. He's out with a concussion. Frank Clark, who has only 
played one game this year. He is going to be questionable with a hamstring. As for the Eagles, they are going to be out at least one key piece, and that's going to be left tackle Jordan Malata. So he is out. So uh, the uh, the great Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts. I was about to say Jalen Huard. I'm mixing up quarterbacks and all different names. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to be out his offensive tackle. Not sure it matters because the Chiefs defense sucks. It's not. It has not been good all year, and they suffered the loss last year because I, you know, their defense is just really bad. And then their offense started giving the ball over left and right. So what do we got here? We got the Chiefs favored by six and a half. I have always been pot committed to the Chiefs. I I should not be. The money has been coming in on the Eagles as it was seven earlier in the week. It's now at six and a half. So there's been a half point shift. They're expecting a lot of points with this 54 and a half. My brother is taking the Eagles in this one. He finally gave up on the Chiefs. You know, obviously thinking that, you know, why keep going with something that loses? Keep banging your head against the wall. It's the definition of insanity. So I, I don't blame you. But for this one, I just can't. The, the Eagles have just not played well. They looked terrible against the Cowboys. They did not look good the week before, making all those mistakes against the 49ers. So now, yes, they do have a home game. The Chiefs have not looked good. But if you were to ask me if one of these teams was to return to form, I would say the Chiefs. And I just don't have enough faith in the Eagles to keep up with this. But then again, the Chiefs defense is not good and seven points for that Chiefs defense is I mean it's really skeptical as it is I'm going Chiefs my brother is going with the Eagles then we will go up to Buffalo yes we will go up to Buffalo from Philadelphia and we will see the Bills host the Texans like we said this is that monster line it was 16 and a half earlier in the week it's gone up a full point to 17 and a half as of right now, the money, the tickets, that is, has shifted. So earlier in the week, the Bills had 60% of the tickets. That's now down to 46 So people have been buying up the Texans, at least the general public has. As for the money, it is still about the same at 62%. The Sharps are going to come in on the Texans on this one, thinking that line is just too much. The over-under here is going to be 47 points. Injury report time. Uh, Danny Amendola, you've heard about that this week. He is going to be out. Uh, Terrence Mitchell and Garrett Wallow, uh, defensive back and linebacker, are questionable. As for the Bills, they are going to be without a couple of starters this week. John Feliciano, their offensive guard, is out, as is Jordan Poyer, the safety. And then they have a couple of other questionables on the defensive front, uh, most notably uh, Teron uh, Johnson, cornerback uh, cornerback there for them. So, uh, you know, I don't know if any of these injuries are actually going to matter a whole hell of a lot. To me, this is just whether or not you believe the Bills can cover this monster spread or the Texans have something that can help, you know, move them to at least within firing distance of under three touchdowns, right? 21 is three touchdowns, so you're looking at 17 and a half, so that's going to be 18 for the cover. So that's basically going to be two touchdowns, two field goals, you know. That, I mean, that, that's it shit ton of points. So anyway, uh, my brother, he ended up going with the Bills. He thought that it was a, uh, the spread was not big enough and the Bills were just going to open up Texans being really terrible. And agree. You know, you got David Mills there back at quarterback, so it's going to be his second start as a rookie. I'm going with the Texans in this one. I just think the 17 and a half points is too much. Uh, you know, they're going to get Anthony Miller back. 
they well, he was back last week. He had an okay game, so this will be his second game back. They've got Brandon Cooks. They do have three running backs. Not that any of them is awesome. <laughs> They're all pretty mediocre. But again, it's just I the Texans have enough professional players on this team that I, I, I really struggle to see them losing by more than 17.5 points. My brother did not feel the same way. So then we will check out the 3-0 and Panthers who played the Texans last week and won on that Thursday night game, but in the process lost two of their starters, that being J.C. Horn, the rookie cornerback, who was playing phenomenal ball. He was fucking balling, and then he got hurt, which really sucks. And then Christian McCaffrey, which, I, I mean, at a certain point, you just you just start rolling your eyes because it's just, you know, th- these running backs, I mean, they just go down. And a lot of them end up being big-time fantasy players. So last year it was McCaffrey. Last year it was Barkley. This year it's McCaffrey again. So you know, the McCaffrey injury hits on several levels, you know, obviously gameplay for the Panthers, and then, you know, you know gambling, and then definitely fantasy football. So here you got the Panthers at 3-0. They're going to be traveling to Arlington facing off against the Cowboys. Cowboys currently four-point favorites, and everything is pounding on the Cowboys at this point. So they are now 70% of the tickets and 85% of the money. And that is a big rise from earlier in the week where they barely had an edge on the tickets at 52 and money was only at 64. So the tickets have gone from 52 to 70. Money has gone from 64 to 85. Everything coming in on the Cowboys here. 51 and a half is the over under. The Sharps have not taken a side. Like I said, for the Panthers, McCaffrey is out. The defensive Ed Gross Matos is doubtful and then questionable. You have guard John Miller with a shoulder injury. As for the Cowboys, you're going to see a little bit of injury notes on their defensive front. So Carlos Watkins, he's got a knee. He is out. Their safety, Donovan Wilson, he's got a groin. He is out. Uh, but then all of a sudden, regu- uh, Randy Gregory came up as questionable with a knee injury on the uh, injury report. So now you, you have a second uh, question there on the defensive front. Is it going to matter? I don't know. To me, I, look, the Panthers have performed well, and that's what has gotten them to 3-0. and But it's going to be a different animal here in in Dallas, not because the Cowboys' defense is great. Um, you know, they are probably the shakier of the two sides of the ball. Definitely shakier the two sides of the football here. But look, a lot of things have been going right for them so far. Uh, Sam Darnold has not played like the Jets' Sam Darnold as of yet. However, here you might see a little bit of that. Uh, you know, I, they're going to have Chuba Hubbard come in and replace McCaffrey. Um, I'm just not sure. The Cowboys are going to put up points. That's the way that I see it. I know that the Panthers' defense has played well, but the Cowboys' offense has just put up points everywhere. And I have trouble seeing the Panthers staying in this game if the Cowboys are to go up by several scores. And if that's the case, that's when you kind of could see the Sam Darnold implosion. And, I, you know, that mentality I don't think is... uh, too far from the norm. Obviously, a lot of money has come in on the Cowboys here as the week has progressed. So, my brother and I both took the Cowboys in this game. Uh, we both saw, you know, obviously not speaking for him, but we kind of both saw something that we liked in the Cowboys. For me, it's just that offense and then the Sam Darnold potential implosion factor. 
So we'll both be in on the Cowboys, and then we'll head out to Minnesota for the next game where the Vikings will be hosting the Browns. This game is going to be a close one if you ask Vegas because it was two points originally, and now it has come down to one. So everybody thinking that this one is going to be a tight one. As the tickets go, Browns are owning the leadership there with 63% of the ticket total, but the money has shifted quite a bit. Originally, earlier in the week, when betting was light, it was on the Browns at about 80%, and that has now come down to 55%. So the Vikings getting a lot of love from the big money, and it shows as the line went from two now to one. The Sharps are going to be coming in on the Vikings on this one. The over-under is 51 and a half. Both my brother and I took the Vikings. My rationale is I just don't I don't like make Baker Mayfield. They've been playing well. Their defense has been great. It's been great. And the Vikings have screwed me here the past couple of weeks. Some games they shouldn't have won. Um, but still, there's just something, um, you know, I, this is what's going to happen. I'm, I'm picking the Vikings, as is my brother. And the Browns are going to go in there, and their defense is going to bowl the fuck out, and they're going to make uh, the Vikings' offense look terrible. Now, the Vikings are going to be... <laughs> Well, they're not going to be out. They're going to have Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook is all kinds of banged up. So he's probably going to split carries with uh, Madison, which is going to frustrate the hell out of all of the fantasy owners because what do you do? Do you, do you start Dalvin Cook and take 50% of the points, or do you go somewhere else? But, uh, you know, who knows? Now, this will also be the Stefanski return to Minnesota. Remember, he was the offensive coordinator for Minnesota before he took this job. So, Beckham, he was back last week. He'll be a go again this week. You would imagine that he is now even healthier as he was not given an injury designation. Elsewhere uh, on the injury front, Vikings, I mentioned Cook. Anthony Barr is questionable, so he might end up playing. Uh, as for the Browns, uh, Chris Hubbard, the tackle, is out with triceps. Greg Newsom also out the cornerback. Uh, questionables, nothing really worth noting. So, as I was trying to mention before I wandered off into no man's land, uh, is that they'll the Browns will come in here now and watch their defense ball out, stuff it right up. Kirk Cousins' rear end and just destroy the Vikings as Cousins throws like three picks and their offense looks like shit. Um, that's what's going to happen. Why? Because both my brother and I, more importantly because I am picking the Vikings here. Uh, so the Vikings are going to disappoint me. I'm sure of it. And as are the Lions, who will be traveling to Chicago today in this huge NFC North battle that everybody in the fucking planet has been waiting for. The shitty Bears and the shitty Lions going toe-to-toe in the toilet bowl. Right now, the Sharps are in on the Bears. Everything else is in on the Lions. The update from... the earlier in the week is that the Lions, actually they were at 75% of the tickets. They're now down to 62%. So I should say that everything's on the Lions. That's not necessarily true. The Sharps are on the Bears, and while the tickets are in favor of the Lions, money has actually come in on the Bears quite a bit and has raised them from 15% to 58%. So check everything that I just said. 
and let's just start over. So the Lions, like I said, was going to be disappointing because I'm going to pick them here. And they're going to be traveling into Chicago. Chicago is getting crazy love on the money front as they have raised, like I said, from 15 to 58. And the Sharps are also picking the Bears in this one. The over-under is a paltry 42 uh, because these offenses are terrible and nobody really sees that changing in this game. But uh, my brother and I picked the Lions. I am picking the Lions because even though I do not think Dan Campbell is a good coach, he appears to be a good motivator and has this team playing really well. Now, granted, they probably should have lost mightily last week um, if a couple of things went the Ravens' way. That's not what happened, and they had a lead all the way up until a you know almost 70-yard bomb from Tucker uh, to win that game. So they dropped another one. But here versus the Bears, look, the Bears are a complete crap fest because Matt Nagy is terrible. He said he was going to figure out which quarterback was going to be the lead quarterback as we got closer to game time. Said it could be any three of them. I don't know if that was gamesmanship. Everybody and their brother thought Justin Fields was going because Andy Dalton was hurt. Andy Dalton's playing coy during the pressers and then it just comes out that nope, nope, uh, Andy Dalton's out and so it will be Justin Fields. So Fields might see a little bit of improvement here in week two. Not quite sure. To me, I, it, it, Nagy just has this Bears team all bun, you know, bunched up into the shit, and the Lions have been playing really well. As for the injury front, the Lions will be out. Trey Flowers, again, he's got that shoulder knee, and then they have a couple of questionables. DeAndre Swift actually is the biggest one. He is questionable with that groin injury that he's been battling, but he had a good game last week. Michael Brockers, also the defensive end with a shoulder, is questionable. As for the Bears, like I said, Andy Dalton is out. Doubtful is uh, Tashawn Gibson Sr. He The D-back, he's got a hamstring, and so he is doubtful. And then, as for the questionables, Khalil Mack, Darnell Mooney, they've both been questionable in weeks past, and they've played. So, you know... I, who knows? I don't know. It, like I said, th- this thing is the toilet bowl. Nobody wants to watch this game, including their fans. And so, if you got to pick a side, what are you going to do? I'm going to pick the team that has been playing better ball, and that is the Detroit Lions. So another team that is looking to get a victory here is the New York Jets. That They need the moral victory, right? I mean, it has gone no- nowhere but south for the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jest, Jest. <laughs> I just said Jest. True that. They are a Jest. So they're going to be hosting the Titans, who are basically like out the entire team this week. I mean, it's just crazy what has happened to that team on the injury front. So let's go through it. The Titans are seven-point favorites right now. They currently have 73% of the tickets, but the money has flooded the other way over to the Jets. Earlier in the week when we did the podcast on Wednesday, 74% of the money was in on the Titans. That has shifted, and now it's all the way down to 36 as the money has come flying in on the Jets. See what I did there? Flying in. Jets. <laughs> it's wordplay. Uh, the Sharps are also going to be in on the Jets on this one. The over-under is 44 points. As for our picks, I went with the Jets. My brother went with the Titans. So, I mean, basically... The Titans are out, both of their wide receivers. A.J. Brown out. Uh, Julio Jones out. Bud Dupree, their outside linebacker, who's been banged up this year, he's going to be out too. 
So the Jets, I don't. Marcus May is out, the starting safety, so that's not good. Um, but to me, I don't know. This is a sucker pick by me. I I had picked the Jets, and I just thought that originally with AJ Brown out, I didn't know if Julio was going to go. But there was just something about this Titans team I don't like. I don't like the defense. Um, you know, their their offense basically runs through Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry only, and I, there was. This is the Jets are going to win the game pick is why I picked this one. Uh, and if they don't win the game, I, I feel at least it could be close. But, look, the Jets are not good. And Zach Wilson has not looked good. And the line is banged up. And I'm not quite sure they have any players. So it is kind of a worthless game to pick anyway, right? Because the Titans are probably the lock to win. and But they don't. They're out a bunch of players. So you look at them for an easy victory here, and then all of a sudden their players are out, and then you're going, ah, you know, the Jets could pull one off here. You know, it's Robert Sala. He's defensive mind. Maybe he can come up with something here. And if the Titans can do something, they can definitely throw up a stinker. So we're going to see what happens uh, when it comes 1 o'clock there in East Rutherford. But my brother went with the Titans. He has no fear that uh, there's going to be any kind of hiccup with that offense. And then I picked the Jets. So the another NFC East team, the Dolphins, will be hosting... Uh, I said NFC? AFC East teams. The Dolphins are going to be hosting the AFC... Indianapolis Colts. This is a pretty interesting game because the Dolphins were favored by two earlier in the week. That has now come up to two and a half. And, but oddly enough, the money has been going toward the Colts. So right now, as it stands, the Sharps are going to come in on Dolphins. 55% of the tickets have come in on the Dolphins, and the money has flown the other way. Earlier in the week, the Dolphins were at 66% of the money pool, and that's down, down to 34% on game day morning. Over under it here is 42. Uh, I have trouble seeing the Colts stay in this game because there's just too many issues for them going on. On top of their quarterback having two broken ankles, or whatever, sprained ankles, you know what I mean. Um, They're also going to be out their star guard, Quint Nelson. He's out. Their tackle, Braden Smith, he is out. Their number one draft pick, uh, defensive end Quiddy Pay, he is out. Uh, Corey Willis, the safety, who played really well until he had his groin injury last week, he is out. Uh, And cornerback Rocky Sin, he is out as well. So, I mean, what the hell do you do here when you lose so many players on your squad? You lose. That's what happens. And you lose probably by more than two and a half points. I mean, as the the games have gone on, uh, to me, I look at this Dolphins team and I just, I, I don't want to say it's the lock of the week, but God, I would be really shocked if this was a game. Now, granted, the Dolphins are starting, um, what's-his-face, at quarterback. I forgot his name here as I'm talking. It's not Tua because Tua's hurt. And so it is Jacoby Brissett, who, the journeyman, who came from Indianapolis. It's the it's the Jacoby Brissett revenge game in Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami. Uh, so you have a revenge game and a Colts team who is just bang the F up. And I don't really know how the Colts, uh, you know, play with so many injuries. But then again, we will see. So I went with the Dolphins. My brother also went with the Dolphins. The final game of the 1 o'clock slate is the Atlanta Falcons 
playing host to the Washington football team. And the Washington football team should just keep the name the Washington football team. Because originally, while it sucked, all of the ones that they threw up afterward are even worse. And everybody has just gotten used to calling them the Washington football team. Yeah, it's got no brand. Tough to sell. Uh, you know, yeah, merchandising-wise, it kind of stinks. Just come up with a mascot and make the Washington football team the uh, original name. Because, I, you know, you're two years into this now. And it's going to be super weird when you change it a third time. Redskins football team, then it's going to be the, uh, the, I don't know, what was one of them? The uh, Commanders, something like that. Whatever. Anyway, they are a road favorite here. Uh, they're actually the third, fourth road favorite in the 1 o'clock. So previously, the like I had mentioned, the Chiefs are a road favorite. The Browns are a road favorite. The Titans are a road favorite. And this is the fourth road favorite. And that is by a one and a half point spread. So Washington football team is going to be pulling in 62% of the tickets and 87% of the money. None of that has really changed as the week's gone on. The over-under is 47.5. The Sharps have not come in on any side here. My brother and I are going to pick the Falcons. The rationale for my pick is basically the Falcons have stayed in a couple of these games. They are not a good football team, but then again, neither is the Washington football team. And the Washington football team, while they were supposed to have a great defense. It turns out that they have a great defensive line and not much of anything else. Their secondary has not been good, and the Falcons' offense has performed. I mean, Matt Ryan has given away a, you know, a, a couple games here with his interceptions and did so against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. So if he can rein things in, well, two weeks ago, because they beat the Giants last week. If he can rein things in and keep it within and, and put up a performance like last week for the Giants, I think he probably should get a win here out of the Falcons. I just have no faith in the Washington football team. You got Taylor Heineke on the road again. Uh, not that the Falcons defense strike fear into anybody, but neither does this Washington uh, secondary either, right? So, uh, so Right now, I'm picking the Falcons and the one and a half. Like I had mentioned before, over under 47 and a half. So they're expecting a little bit of points compared to some of these other small over-unders, right? Colts were at 42. The Bears were at 42. Giants, Saints were at 42. But the Falcons in Washington are at 47 and a half. So they're expecting a little bit more in terms of scoring in this one. So the Eggy Boys in on the Falcons. And that'll take us to our 4 o'clock games where the first one is going to be the 49ers hosting the Seahawks. The 49ers currently are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They were a three-point favorite earlier in the week. As for the over-under, that is going to be 52. So they're expecting scoring here. It is the second-highest over-under after the Chiefs-Eagles at one. Um, there will be a higher one in the next one, but as of right now, as we're going through these, it looks like it is the second-highest. So they're expecting scoring in San Fran. The Sharps are going to come in on the 49ers. The, it, it, the Everything else is on the Seahawks. However, the tickets have come up a little bit on the 49ers. It was 29 earlier in the week. It's now at 39. As for the money, though, I, I mean... It, 
82% of the money is in on the Seahawks. So the Seahawks right now reigning in on the tickets and on the cash. I turned around and I ended up taking the 49ers in this one. Uh, My brother, he took the Seahawks. I just have gotten burnt on the Seahawks too many times to expect them to go on the road versus the 49ers who, you know, are going to be in, in... continuing to need these wins, and Garoppolo is going to have to keep showing that he can perform under center before they yank him for Trey Lance. And the Seahawks, meanwhile, they have these leads. They give them up. I, you know, half time. The Seahawks. What the hell are you doing? Right. I mean, it's you get these leads. You got to hold them. I still can't get over that Tennessee loss two weeks ago. I mean, that was brutal. You, you have a lead like that at home, and then you give it out, give it back, but. The, they're going to have to go on the road here and play the 49ers. So I picked the 49ers. My brother, he, he just he likes the Seahawks. And to be completely honest, after a couple of weeks, I like the Seahawks too. I just I have no faith in them to pick them here on the road. I mean, they just had so many letdowns. But that being the case, watch again. Much like I was talking about uh, with the Browns. Watch this game where the Seahawks, their offense just goes off. And uh, uh, Russell Wilson hits... You know, Tyler Lockett, who's a little banged up. We'll get the injury report right now. Uh, but, you know, DK Metcalf, three touchdowns, the whole thing. And the Seahawks end up winning by, like, 21 points. As for that injury report, like I was talking about, the Seahawks are going to be out. Uh, Rashad Penny and offensive tackle Brandon Shell. Questionables, you have Dwayne Eskridge. So that's a wide receiver. The rookie, he's got a, a concussion. So he's going to be uh, doubtful. And then you have some questionables in Tyler Lockett. He's battling a hip injury. Um, and then for the 49ers, what do we got here that's worthwhile pointing out? Doubtful is Elijah Mitchell, the running back. He, you know, he came on earlier in the year, did really good, hurt his shoulder week two, and he hasn't really played since. Um, and nothing really else there. So, um, well, I mean, unquestionable, you have uh, the defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw and quarterback Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, they are both questionable with knees, but they were limited participants on Friday's practice. So, uh, you know, I, I would imagine that they give it a go today. Injuries not really given any kind of vibe. Again, this is a pure Seahawks keep letting me down. I can't go with them. So I took the 49ers. My brother said, screw that shit. The Seahawks can play offense. So I'm going with the Seahawks. So now the next game is the highest over-under of the week, and that is the Rams hosting the Cardinals there at SoFi Stadium. Right now, the Rams are four-point favorites. The over-under in this one is 54. As for the tickets and the money, they're both coming in on the Rams, and they have been heading more and more that way as the week has gone on. The tickets went from 55 to 61, not much of an increase, but the money, which was a mere 29% when we did the Wednesday pod, is now up to 82. So everybody is pounding the Rams in this one. My brother and I both took the Rams. So on the injury front, you're looking at not a lot. Daryl Henderson for the Rams is going to give it a go this week. Uh, as for the Cardinals, you have a couple of question marks on their offensive line. Kelvin Beecham, he's got some ribs that he is battling. Uh, Justin Murray's battling a back, and Justin Pugh is also battling a back. So you have a good Rams defense, especially you know Aaron Donald against a banged-up line for the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been making things happen barely. It has been sloppy wins. 
uh, that they have gotten here. Probably a couple of losses that, that got flipped the other way for reason X, Y, and Z. Now they're going to have to go in and play against a Ram team on the road that has been playing really well, coming off the big win last week versus Tampa Bay, and they only have to win by four. So if you ask me, everything is clicking right for the Rams. The Cardinals have been fighting to get by here, and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep throwing shit against the wall. That, that team, if they're going to have a good season, they're going to have to get things under wrap and start being more consistent on both sides of the ball. It's been a lot of Kyle Murray flying around, doing his usual scrambling, bombing, you know, I don't know if that's going to be able to get it done here in Los Angeles. So, again, Eggy Brothers in on the Rams on that one. Another 4 o'clock game is going to be in Green Bay. The Packers are going to be hosting the shitbox Steelers. They are so bad this year, it's not even worth talking about. The Steelers' offense is garbaggio because Big Ben is just finito. And on top of that, they redid their whole line. It just not a lot of um, good guidance on from a general manager standpoint here with the Steelers. They should have just committed to redoing this team, and they should have used this year to do it. They didn't. They they tried to bring some of the band back together, and it just has not worked out. And now they got to go on the road and place the Packers, face the Packers who have been playing okay you know not not great but definitely better than their week one performance and right now the tickets are all over the Packers at 80 uh 80 percent and the money uh has is at 67 that's come down from 82 but obviously you know a four o'clock game on Wednesday when we first quoted these numbers um you know you're going to see some movement and so it's coming a little bit on the Steelers but not a whole lot now what is the line because you didn't give it to us Rich you asshole well it is six and a half points in favor of the Packers and the over under is 45 and a half so the Sharps saw it they're going to go in on the Steelers and like I said obviously some of the money is ticking in on the Steelers my brother and I both took the Packers Uh, again this is just a Packers at home Aaron Rodgers yes they're going to be out uh, Marquez Van Scandling Uh, he is going to be out this week but I mean, who really cares? This is basically about a Packers team that is good and a Steelers team that is not so good. The, you know, obviously six and a half is a bunch of points. It hasn't moved all week. You know, you would have to think that Big Ben is going to turn around on the road, which where he historically over the past couple of years has not done good, right? His home road splits have always been in favor of his home games, and now he's on the road. So there's just little to me to think that they're going to be able to keep stick with this one. If you like the Steelers in the spread, you probably like the Steelers defense to have some kind of impact on the game. I'm not seeing it, nor is my brother. The final game of 4 o'clock is a good one. Um, although there's going to be some injuries here to deal with, but it will be the Ravens coming off of the 66-yard boot victory from Justin Tucker over the Lions, facing off against the Broncos, who mopped up on the Jets last week. So the Broncos are going to be hosting the Ravens. They're also going to be one-point favorites. The Sharps are going to be coming in on the Broncos, and the tickets and the money are also coming in slowly on the Broncos, but only, let me say this again, because it would make more sense. The Sharps are on the Broncos. The tickets and the money are on the Ravens, both at 69%. (laughs) 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 
Um, but the money is slowly heading toward the Broncos because earlier in the week, the Broncos only had 19% of the money or of the tickets and 9% of the money, and now they have 31% of both. So people are starting to come in here on the Broncos as the week's gone on. Over under here is 45 points. Like I said, there were injuries all over the place, and for the Ravens, you are going to be out your offensive tackle, Ronnie Stanley. He's still battling that ankle, came back, and then he was banged up. Derek Wolf hasn't even played. He's going to not play again this week. You have Lamar Jackson, who's questionable with a back injury. And then you have Pernell McPhee, the linebacker. He's questionable with a shoulder. Uh, I mean, who else? Villanueva is questionable with a knee. Uh, cornerback Tavon Young is questionable. Cornerback Marvin hum- Humphrey is questionable. I mean, everybody in their bro- brother is questionable here. It's like it's crazy. Chucky Clark is questionable. So the Ravens are going to go into Denver with a lot of questions on the injury front. As for the Ravens, well, they are going to lose their offensive guard, Graham Glasgow. He was he was battling a knee injury, and then he went out last week intra-game, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't watching it, but I was trying to follow and I saw it um, on the ticker. But he played and then went out. He's going to be out fully this week. Um, Melvin Gordon is questionable in this one, so you might see a little bit more in terms of Javante Williams. Um, Let's see if there's anything else there. There were some new additions to the injury report come Friday, and that was linebacker Baron Browning and defensive end Dramonte Jones. Browning is battling a back injury, and Jones is battling a uh, calf injury. So when it comes down to which way are you going to go in this one, both my brother and I picked the Ravens. I don't want to pick any game, but I pick all of them. That's part of the gig here. Uh, And so I went with the Ravens purely on the factor of I don't believe in the Broncos and I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater. The Ravens are the better team, but they're crazy banged up right now. So it's tough for me to think that it's going to be an easy path for the Ravens. It would have been way easier had they had a healthy squad. I think if these two teams face off both healthy, it's the Ravens. And so I'm going to go with the better of the two quarterbacks in this one, and I'm going to take Lamar Jackson. Um, My brother did as well, although it looks like we are going to be, you know, battling the Sharps. So this is a Sharpie game here. Sharps are going on the Broncos, um, while all the rest of us are going on the Ravens. Make sure it shake a little bit, because usually that has a tendency sometimes to go the other way. But uh, I'm going to take the Ravens here, as is my brother. The... Night games are awesome. They are fantastic. So we will start with the Sunday night football game. The Sunday night football game, cue the music, is the Buccaneers facing off against the Patriots. But it's not about the Buccaneers and the Patriots. This is about Tom Brady facing off against Bill Belichick to figure out who's got the bigger dick. Yes, folks, this is all about Tom Brady. This is all about Bill Belichick. But in reality, the two teams are completely different. So the two teams are on different ends of the spectrum. The Bucks are just flying high 
right? They have the loss last week versus the Rams, but the Rams are flying high. So the uh, Patriots on the other side are battling all kinds of issues as whatever they're trying to put together here post Tom Brady is not really coming together as they had planned. Uh, Mac Jones, everybody thought he was awesome. And now three weeks in, all of a sudden everybody's saying, oh, he's got a lot of problems. Uh, you know, the, the offensive line, they, they get Trent Brown and now Trent Brown is out and he has not been able to get back. Their defense has has been above average. Um, you know, there, there hasn't matched on. They finally came through. He had two and a half sacks last week. He was a big addition in the offseason. But the Patriots not are not necessarily doing anything really well. Meanwhile, Tom Brady is doing everything well in his power. I mean, he has played phenomenal ball. If I'm not mistaken, he is PFF's number one graded quarterback through three weeks. And so Tampa Bay will be seven-point road favorites. That is the fifth of the five road favorites this week against the Patriots. So Bucks favored by seven, the over-under 49 points in this one. The Sharps are going to come in on the Patriots. And the Bucks, who had a ton of money earlier in the week, still have a ton of money and a ton of tickets on them. It's just come down from the crazy numbers that they were early in the week. When we did the pod, it was 95 in terms of tickets, 91% in terms of money. That's come down to 84% tickets, 81% money. Doesn't matter. They're still getting pounded, pounded with all of the bets. Uh, my brother ended up taking the Buccaneers on this one. I ended up taking the Patriots. Uh, I am going uh, against the Buccaneers and the secondary that is just made of bubblegum and duct tape at this point. I mean, it is pretty crazy, all of the injuries that they have faced. Uh, you know, Dean is out this week. They also are out Rob Ronkowski. He's out his with ribs. He's going to be out several weeks, it sounds like now. Giovanni Bernard, who had a good week last week, is going to be out with a knee injury. Questionable is Jason Pierre-Paul. So that's everything the Buccaneers are dealing with. The Patriots lost James White. He went to the IR with his hip injury. And then questionable, they have a ton, right? They got offensive lineman Trent Brown. They have their linebacker Juwan Bentley. Uh, offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn. Uh, Kyle Van Oy is also questionable. I mean, you name it. There's a lot of questionables here. Um, but, I, I mean, to, it's not the injuries in this game for me unless you're talking about the Tampa Bay secondary. That's what I'm... Fo- you know, Murphy Bunting is out. Now, Dean is out. I mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I checked this this morning, not only did they sign Richard Sherman, I think Richard Sherman's going to play in this one. He, and he might even start, which is like, what? You're going to pick him up and start him? Holy Jesus. Then again, you are dealing with Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. He has looked okay, not great. They have not had a running game. Uh, and the Buccaneers front four and, you know, I guess front seven, you know, are solid. So that's one of their strengths. I don't know. Um, I'm just going to go with the, the Patriots. Uh, the seven points, uh, when I picked it was seven and a half. The seven in the hook was too much for me. Uh, my brother had no fear in that, so he took the Buccaneers. I took the Patriots in this one. W- whatever way, it'll be interesting to watch unless the wheels come off and it just ends up becoming a blowout. But it has storyline upon storyline upon storyline, so it'll definitely be an interesting watch. And that'll take us to the final game of the week. And that will be the Monday Night Football Game. Another good one, as this game is going to be featuring the 3-0 Raiders against the Los Angeles Superchargers. Los Angeles gets dual games this week as they get the Chargers and the Rams, both at SoFi Stadium. You get two back-to-back SoFi games. 
So if you're in Los Angeles and like football, there's plenty of it to watch this weekend. So the Chargers currently are three and a half point favorites after winning last week versus the Chiefs. And the over-under is 52 and a half. The Sharps are going to be coming in on the Chargers. The tickets are going to be in favor of the Raiders. And the money is going to be in favor of the Chargers. However, earlier in the week, now this is a Monday night game. So these this number is going to change quite a bit as it, the week goes on, as the day goes on, that is, and then into tomorrow. But earlier in the week, 90% of the money was in on the Chargers. That's come down to 75%. But again, a Monday night game, that is, that's so flimsy because money can just continue to come in as time goes on. But that's where it is as of game day morning Sunday here at about 11.30. So the Chargers are home. The Raiders are undefeated. I took the Chargers. My brother, the Raiders fan, took the Raiders. Um, you know, I... It, in terms of injuries, Josh uh, Josh Jacobs, he looks like he might play, might not. I, you know, it's not about the injuries in this one. Although the Keenan Allen uh, questionable uh, designation is a little concerning because he's so good and he is such a weapon for the great Justin Herbert, Abear Herbert, whatever. Uh, and we'll have to see if that gets impacted tomorrow night. If Allen goes down. I don't know if I would be as high on the Chargers. Josh Jacobs, to me, doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, they've been dealing with this for quite a while now. So um, I, I went with the Chargers. I just like that the Chargers makeup. I like their offense more. And the Raiders, while they have been playing phenomenal football and above their means, and they were able to grind out this crazy win last week versus the Dolphins, I'm just not sold on the Raiders being able to perform yet again, this time on the road against a pretty good team. Uh, and so that, that's why I ultimately ended up taking the Raiders. We will see as it goes on. And as you can hear, it, I think my dryer likes that pick as well. And if one, people were wondering what the hell that rumbling was for the past 48 minutes, oh yeah, it was my dryer. But that's what you have to do in order to get your kids' socks and shin guard sleeves ready for their 1 o'clock soccer game. Who on God's green fucking earth schedules sports on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Let me tell you, every little league in the nation, every youth sporting program said, you know what time is the best to put kids at? Sundays at 1 and 4. That's what we want to do. It's like, huh? So I had to get those ready, and that's what that rumbling was for the past 49 minutes. It was my dryer, but my kids' socks are ready to go. So anyway, the dryer and I both like the Chargers, as my brother likes the Raiders. And that looks to be it, the rundown of game day morning. So all the best for you and your picks, and we will return this week definitely for the podcast, the gambling podcast, that is on Wednesday. Maybe I try to get in here and do some updates. I did it week week one. I haven't done it since. But I will try, if I can, muster up the energy and the time to get some more in here. So, all the best. Enjoy your Sundays. Peace and I'm out.